Hey, it's Ariel. Welcome back to another episode of the Juice Podcast. And it's Bethany. Every week we're giving you the juice and putting it to a vote. Whose juice is juicier? Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. This is our our very first. first... Oh, we just went over. Yeah, (laughs) it's fun. Okay. Welcome to our very first book club discussion. Yay. Yay. Today we'll be discussing The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. This book was picked basically I saw it on my sister's like childhood friend. Um this is our back door neighbor, Amy Slothauer. So she has like a little book club um or just like her personal like book library Instagram. So I follow it because she always has really good recommendations. And I saw this like quite a long time ago and I read it already by myself. But me and my sister, when we were deciding like to to do the podcast again, um, we wanted to do a book club. And so we were kind of discussing what book we wanted to pick. And I suggested this because my sister hadn't read it yet. And I think that this book is just really good. It's just like very heartwarming. So we did end up picking it. And um, we have, we both finished it. I hope a couple of you guys have also finished it as well. So you can just like listen along to our discussion of what we feel about the book. Yeah, um, just another little plug for Amy. Her bookstagram is called Amy in the Library with underscores instead of spaces between the words. And um, she bought me the book Station Eleven like a year or more ago. And now it's like, really popping off like everyone's reading it and like um book talk is all talking about it so amy is always ahead of the game and on top of all the books so if you um are looking for new reads or anything like that you should definitely follow her instagram um yeah so let's do a quick little synopsis shall we we shall um the main character his name is linus baker And this is a very much so fantasy, like young adult book. So Linus Baker is this guy. He's kind of like a stickler for the rules. He does everything that he's told. He kind of just like lives his life by the book. And he's kind of sent on this mission by his company, which is called Dichomy. Is that how you say it, Gia? Dichomy? Okay. So it's called the Department in Charge of Magical Youth. Um, Basically, his role is to go to different like orphanages that house magical youth and decide if it's a good environment for for the kids and whether the orphanage should continue to uh, run and take care of those kids or if it should be shut down and the kids should be put in other places um, for care. Uh, He gets sent on this like very interesting assignment. Yeah, so I think like when you get introduced to Linus, you're just like, oh, he's like kind of a cog in this like big corporate system, but he, and he's like basically like an entry level and he like, people are like, oh, why do you stay in that job? Like it's so dreary and whatever, but he actually like really likes to look out for the kids and get to know them and like make sure that they're in safe environment and stuff. So he actually really cares about his job, which you can tell from the beginning, which is really cute. So basically he goes on this special assignment and it's on an orphanage that's on an island in the Cerulean Sea. So that's why it's um, called that. And it's like a house. The orphanage is a house on top of a cliff that's like over the ocean. 
And as soon as he kind of arrives on the island, he starts meeting the kids. And this group of kids is literally like the cutest group ever. Like, I cannot even like explain. Like, they're so cute. So basically, um, he's prefaced for his assignment by being like, this is like the most different, like, these people that you're about, like these kids that you're about to meet are like the most different people that you yeah. will ever encounter in your whole life. And like and potentially so, dangerous. Yes. Potentially dangerous. Cause he's given like very, very uh, loose files of each of the kids, as well as the master of the orphanage. His name is Arthur Parnassus. And there's very little known about Arthur Parnassus. He was kind of a mystery. All the kids are a little bit of a mystery as well. And the most that this these files that are given to him by um, upper management, well, extremely upper management, um, just like kind of say a description of what they are, not like mm-hmm. anything about the kids. Just like um, so, the first one that he reads is a file on this one kid. He's six years old, and his name is Lucy, which is short for Lucifer, and he's the Antichrist. So he starts getting he really literally reads it out. In <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, he's, like, so worried. He's, like, oh, my God. Like, I am about to meet the Antichrist, which is a six-year-old boy living on an island in the middle of nowhere. How, like, what are all the other kids on this island going to be like? So he gets sent there for an entire month. So he he brings his cat with him. And um, he just, like, completely moves his life to this island uh, full of, like, extremely unexpected situations and kids and the master of the house and just like hopes for the best and just like wants to do his job and get out of there be done that kind of thing so like he the master of the house is arthur and he's this like really kind mysterious very like gentlemanly guy and there's another what's the um the housekeeper's name yeah what's her name again oh my god why am i blanking oh my god why am i blanking zoe 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 but she has like missed something she's like called something else before they let she lets him call her zoe anyway chapel white miss chapel white miss chapel white yeah yeah so she is um she also works at the house and helps take care of the kids and so like Arthur and Zoe um, are like the only two adults on the island and the rest of them are kids. Um, (laughs) So let's talk about the kids. So we already kind of talked about Lucy. Mm -hmm. That's his nickname. And then so he's the Antichrist. (laughs) Then there's Talia, who's one of my favorites, and she's a gnome like and she's rare because she's like, have you ever seen a female gnome? Like, no, she's really rare. Okay, you guys. (laughs) And she has a beard. And she has like a beard and like this huge garden that she loves. And then um, (laughs) Chauncey. Chauncey is like my absolute favorite. So nobody knows what Chauncey is. He's kind of like this amorphous blob yeah, he's like a like, gelatinous creature <laughs> yeah with like eye stalks and black teeth and like yes just like a gelatinous blob and his biggest dream in his life is to be a bellhop because he likes to help people which is the cutest thing ever and he talks in this like super 
like goofy voice I don't know like yeah. what the voice you made up in your head is but like mine was like hi I'm Chauncey like kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is like when he does his like bellhop thing like at one point Linus is like walking past his bedroom and he sees Chauncey like standing in front of the mirror practicing his bellhop skills and he's like yes hello ma'am welcome to like blah blah, blah hotel like can I do it in Chauncey's voice yeah no but like this is Chauncey's voice trying to be professional <laughs> oh like, hello ma'am <laughs> oh anyway, he's so- I'm Chauncey how he's can so I cute. help you today yeah like that um then there's Sal who's like this large boy but every time he gets scared he turns into a, ch- a tiny pomeranian like a dog <laughs> like a straight up dog then there's theodore who is oh mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah a wyvern and so he's like this like dragon looking thing like a yeah tiny like a little small dragon. dragon kind of yeah and he like flies around and he like speaks wyvern basically yeah and yeah he's very cute and he like hides stuff and has a little treasure stack and there's fee and um she's also a sprite so zoe chathwaite who like is one of the adults she owns the island and she like kind of allows them to have their orphanage there because she really cares about the kids um so she's also helping fee which is uh, the child sprite to kind of like grow and harness her powers so that's everybody in the the orphanage and yeah Linus like starts to get to know them and he's like really scared at first because he's always like worried like oh my god like what is Lucy the anti the legit antichrist <laughs> gonna do um <laughs> But then he, like, gets to know them, and he starts, like, falling in love with all these kids, and he's, like, they're really not what they seem. There's a lot more to them than, um, like, what they look like on paper. And Arthur, the master of the house, he starts, like, developing a relationship with Arthur, and it's the cutest thing ever because, like it's so wholesome because like Linus doesn't really like himself he's like he he's always like a describes loner, big yeah big time loner and he always describes his body as like a spare tire around his waist which is like his little like pear-shaped body so he's like really self-conscious and doesn't like the look of himself but Arthur is like always like you are such a sweet man like you are perfect the way you are and Linus like slowly learns to love himself and also just like love being on the island and being with Arthur and being with the kids and stuff like that and obviously he fights for the orphanage for uh, against like Dykeme because um Dykeme is like backstory yeah there is Dykeme and there's like previous history between one of the members of extremely upper management and arthur parnassus so like they like basically they want to close it down so like this whole investigation is basically a ruse and they thought that linus would be the one because he's such a stickler to the rules to help them close down the orphanage and then the other issue is that like the island obviously is off of the main like landmass, and so the mainlanders um are really afraid of the children because they've been like kept away on the island this whole time because like arthur has like tried to protect them so he hasn't brought them to the mainland to like meet all the non-magical people and so they're just really terrified of the kids because they don't know anything about them and so 
um, Linus at some point was like, we need to like integrate the kids in because I think if people just like learn about them and get to know them better, they won't be afraid of them and they'll be like more accepted and they'll be able to experience like, you know, more relationships with people and be able to like grow and be happy and happy adults and stuff. Um, so they take a trip to the mainland and obviously there are like funny incidents with like Lucy like threatening people like out, like he's joking obviously but like people are already like on their tippy toes with them so um there are some incidents but Linus and Arthur like really protect the kids and stuff and so it's like this really cute story about Linus's relationship to loving himself but also like having people learn to love these kids for who they are rather than like what their labels are you know and I just thought that was it was so wholesome and so heartwarming and I was just like I just really needed a book like this at this time with like the pandemic and like racism like I feel like it really touched at the core of that kind of issue and gave me hope in a way of like you know, and the writing was just so good. Like, yeah, it really the like was so good. Just cut into my heart. Like, I really felt everything that Linus was feeling, and like, I felt like I was like getting to know those kids too. Like, they're so cute and so funny. Like, oh my god, the writing was just so good. Like, I, li- like I really literally felt like I feel there. like you're Linus, and you feel like you're going through the journey yes. as Linus, and you're going through the transition as well, and it's just like crazy because when you feel like Linus in this book you feel like oh like this is all my life can be and then you start getting to like be with the kids and go on adventures with them go to the town with them see how they interact with other people and like the way that these kids are so unfazed or like just like brave in the uh, face of adversity like so many of the people in the town are just like scared of them or like rude or mock them and stuff like that um, but they're just like you know what like we're just the way that we are and we accept ourselves because of what Arthur has taught us to love ourselves and um, I feel like the teachings of Arthur are just like so pr- like prevalent in the lives of these kids that when they do end up going to the town and like are hit with all these people like being so mean and cruel to them they're just like well I love myself so I'm just gonna do my thing and enjoy my little life and Linus like learns all these lessons from the kids and starts realizing like oh I can have a better life like I don't need to be okay with getting mistreated at work like nobody cares about me nobody loves me um people don't even remember I exist half the time but when he goes to the island like people like care about him and love him and Arthur and Lucy give him a a gift which is like the first present he's like ever received that was like so thoughtful and was actually like something that was a personal gift and he was just he just like didn't know how to take it which is the cutest thing ever because like Arthur gave it to him and he was like this is from me and Lucy but Lucy felt like you would uh, take it better if it came from me since like Arthur probably was like yeah he's still a little scared of you Lucy because like you're the antichrist but like <laughs> he's uh, obviously getting to know you but then he opens this um, this present and it's it's like a record player and it has like a bunch of records and the cutest thing is that Lucy 
he loves dead things but in like the most wholesome way ever that he loves dead musicians which just happen to be just like good musicians and so he loves records he loves like his record player and him and Linus share the common because Linus loves all the same um artists as Lucy does so when he gets this present knowing that it was from Lucy he was just like oh my goodness like everything that I have all these preconceived notions about these kids is just wrong because like clearly they're just not what I was expecting at all and Arthur is really the best person to watch after these kids and I want to be able to be part of this like experience as well and it's just oh I love this book so much uh and then okay big two big spoiler alerts so if you haven't finished the book do not listen past this point I will pause so that you can turn off the podcast um but it was so crazy when I found out that Arthur was a phoenix like that is the coolest thing ever I was like oh my god I'm still like shocked as to how he turns into a phoenix but I'm just accepting it at this point yeah like I don't think it needed to be part of the story to make it good but I think it helps because it's like okay he also went through that childhood like he was probably a magical youth like at an orphanage and so he like grew up in that system and knows like what these kids face and their like challenges and obstacles and like people like looking at them and like thinking things about them that you know they can't control so I think he's like the perfect person to raise them and then the other big spoiler is that obviously Linus goes back to his work and is like you can't shut this place down I recommend that it stays open and stuff and um he he was gonna like go home and just like stay at home and leave the island but then he doesn't he like goes back to the island like when he was like running back to the island I was just like hurry I was like flipping the pages like yeah hurry hurry I was like I just want them to see you I like so Bethany and Rachel read this book already and they're like you're gonna massively cry so I thought it was gonna be like a bad massive cry so when he was going back to the island I was freaking out because I was like he's gonna get there and like extremely upper management is gonna have like destroyed the island like it's gonna be gone it's gonna be disappeared and he's gonna have regrets for the rest of his life that he didn't like tell Arthur that he loved him and say bye to the kids anyways because he like ran away or something and then or no, he didn't run away. He said bye. But they were like, yeah, please stay. Yeah. He was like, no, I have to go. Yeah. And then I was like, he's going to have regrets for the rest of his life. And I was like, hurry, run, Linus, run. And then he gets there and everyone's there and the sun is shining and the cerulean sea is there. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> I know. Alive. I think yeah. like the cutest thing ever was when he gets there and the first person he sees is like Talia. And the first person he saw when he first got to the island was also yeah, Talia. And Talia, like, threatened his life because she has, like, this very dry, like, kind of morbid humor, which is, like, really cute once you, like, read um, and get to know her. But she was like, who are you? And, like, I'm going to kill you in the night because, like, you can't shut down the orphanage. And, like, she's just, like, really funny. But after all the bonding that they've done... Talia is like so happy to see him and like knows that he's gonna stay now but she still reverts back to her like really hilarious um morbid humor and she's like kind of like teary-eyed and like mad at Linus and he goes and she's like 
I'm digging your grave right now. And if I don't like what you have to say when you like see everybody, then then you have to get in without any complaints. And Linus, like after knowing Talia and having that relationship with her, he's like, anything you want, Talia, like I will step in my grave. You can bury me, like bury me alive. It's fine. And she's like, good, because like, I'm going to leave it there until I'm happy with everything. And he's like, yes, I understand. And she's like, and you have to help me like plant flowers in the spring every single month and he's like yes absolutely like I would love nothing more and it's just like so cute yeah just like most wholesome vibes ever okay so we've kind of covered the whole book yeah and with this last like 10 minutes to wrap up the the episode for book club we are going to at the end of every book club episode we're going to do a ranking or rating of the book so out of five stars and we're gonna let you guys know like what our criteria is and we have really discussed the criteria so we're gonna like discuss it now and kind of figure it out and you guys can let us know if there's any specific criteria that you feel like we're leaving out that are important to include and then we will give our rating for this book Okay, should we do like five criteria? So it's like one point for each criteria successfully achieved. We could do like half points and stuff like that too if you if Yeah, you I feel like one one star should just be like general vibes because sometimes a book is good on all counts, but you just didn't enjoy it or like it doesn't really like qualify on the other points, but you just like really loved it, you know? So I think one point should just be the giveaway vibe point. Okay, vibe point. I think another one should be the the heart pulling on the heartstrings one because it can be pulling on your heartstrings in a lot of different ways where it's like either like a book like this where it just like makes your heart so happy and like just like cringing of how happy it is or it could be like a a different type of heart-wrenching where it's like you just like feel so hard for the characters and you just like that that just like that feeling you know the heart-wrenching feeling so like vibe point and feels feels yeah like it hits you in the feels yes it hits you in the feels the third point I think should be like just good writing like this book just has like (laughs) good writing like for example some of the Colleen Hoover books like hits you in the feels but writing terrible (laughs) yeah so Um, I think like actually good writing is the third point the fourth point should be you the ability to put down this book like can you put this book down once you get into it because like you know some some books takes like a little bit to get into it but like once you do once you hit that spot how likely are you to be like can you put this book down or like do you just have to read it page turner like yes page turner Turner. exactly okay so that's four and then what's the last one um like would you recommend to a friend okay well I guess this whole thing is like would you recommend to a friend so maybe we shouldn't include that okay we won't uh a fifth one I was thinking like character development because that's really important to me that oh I like that but I feel like that's part of good writing maybe okay maybe like a twist on that is like how how much you actually like the characters because you know like sometimes you like like something but like you hate every single person in it like for example tv show it's like 
I like this TV show, but every single person in this TV show is so annoying. But what if you're like supposed to hate the, per- the person? Like, what if okay. the writer intends? That's to true. Hate them? That's true. Okay, won't be that. Um, I can't think of anything else. Okay, so so far we have like vibes, then we have feelings, then we have writing, and we have page, page turnability. Turner. I feel like these are all good. Maybe how like long story, like plot like plot yes if the plot is actually good okay do you like that's that kind of different from like good writing because like I think good writing you're just like talking about their skill in writing and conveying their what they're trying to say and the plot is like okay the story I think plot and character development can kind of go together okay I agree that's a good five point rating scale we need to write this down before i forget okay i'll I'll put it in the while you do that i'm gonna discuss what i liked about this book and lead to my rating okay okay so for the first one vibes apps okay disclaimer i since i already read this book before book club i already know that i like this book and i've read other books in my life so like my rating scale will not always be this way, but I think that this might be my favorite book like ever that I've read so far. So it's going to be very close to the five, um, but it's not always going to be this way. And I know it's the first book club, so it seems like it's a very low bar, but I'm telling you like this is just an incredible book. So for vibes, 10 out of 10, actually full point, full 100 point. Uh, feels yes I cry every time especially at the end when um, one of the characters goes to Linus and Arthur and is like I'm thinking of bringing a new magical child to your orphanage and then Linus is like oh what is what's his name and then um, the lady is like his name is David, and I know that this is the right decision because you didn't ask me what he is. You just asked me what his name was. And then they see his photo, and then Linus is like, oh, my gosh. It's big spoiler alert, big spoiler alert. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, he's a Yeti. And then he's like, we'll take him, and just, like, immediately just looks at Arthur, and Arthur looks at him, and then Arthur goes, it, did you say that because you saw his eyes and they're the color of the sea like the cerulean sea and then mm-hmm. Linus is like yes and he's like that's just how I knew he belongs here and I just cry every time oh even just talking about it I tear up because like Jacob probably oh, like oh it's so good so absolute full point for that one. Third point was writing writing was excellent I I I was Linus Baker like I literally was him. So it's me, Mr. Full point. Baker. I'm Linus. Um, <laughs> Page Turner. Yes. I absolutely could not put this book down. The first time I read it, I finished it so fast because I was like, what is happening? Run to the island, Linus. Run to the island. So that's a full point. And then the last one, plot and um, character v- development, also full point, just because um, 
you can see how Linus develops as a character, but also this plot is like very unlike a lot of books that I've read. It's not very cliche plot at all. I feel like it's very unique. It's really cool. It's like a completely different type of fantastical universe where it's like, because like in Harry Potter, wizards are kind of hidden from like the muggle world. But in this one, it's like everyone knows that the magical people exist in this universe. Um, it's just like, do you choose to accept them? So I thought that was a really cool plot. So I would give this book a five out of five. Maybe one day that rating will change if another book changes my mind. But for now, this is my favorite book ever. Please, please read it if you haven't. I love it so much. Okay, Jay, your turn. Okay. Um, star number one for vibe is given. Star number two for feels, 100% given. Star number three for writing. Yes, like we said, we are both Linus Baker. Star <laughs> number four for page turnability. Like, yes, definitely. Especially like to towards like the middle and end. I was just like, oh my God, what is going to happen? What is Linus going to do? What is he going to choose? Like blah, blah, blah. And then when he was running back to the end, I was like, run Linus, like have this train go faster. I cannot. Um, I was literally like flipping the pages. Like, you know, when you like, don't even care your eyes are just like skimming down like yes like you don't even read it anymore you're just like get there get there yeah. yeah and then star number five plot like bethany was saying the plot is like super refreshing and new like there's nothing that i've read that's kind of like it so that was really fun because you didn't really know what was going to happen and character development definitely like i just fell in love with these cute little orphans like they are each so unique and I think TJ Klune did such a like creative amazing job with developing all their own little personalities um and just like having them as a little crew is just like they're so cute and how they all interact with each other and you get to like read about their interactions with each other and with the adults and like with strangers and it's just like so hilarious and they all have like such strong personalities and I'm like really amazed at how he wrote them all out and like it's not a thick book but you it's really you not like you know each kid like really well so it's I'm like less it, like, than 400 pages yeah. yeah five out of five and he has another book called under the whispering door and that is gonna be on my list for 2022 because I know it's gonna be so good and I've like talked to people who have read it before and they're all like yes it's amazing so I'll have to list. read that too yeah I'm I'm gonna cry all right we have to pick our next book club read soon and I'm so excited um, we're probably going to pick it in the Discord and put a poll up on Instagram as well. But we'll be um, probably brainstorming soon. We hope that you enjoyed our first book club discussion episode. And if you haven't read it yet, please do, even though you probably know all the spoilers now. But regardless, you need to get to know the characters and you need to be Linus Baker, just like we were. Yes live your life through the eyes of Linus Baker it's a wild ride but also um, if you have not joined please come to our discord we have a specific little section in the discord for book club chats only and we talk about books all the time not just what book we're reading for book club so that's all
And thank you for listening. Shameless plug for everything. Just like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Juice House Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Juice Pod on Spotify. All of the things. (laughs) Thank you for supporting us. We love you guys. And we really hope that you read our next book with us as well. Bye. Bye.